Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone, this is Helena, Helena Steiner-Hornstein, finally back in the United States of America. And you know, it's been a long, long time since I haven't had a show with you. And I've been a little bit embarrassed, but, you know, it is not that easy when you're traveling to make a radio show because, you know, it's not always that the telephone connection works or that the Internet connection works. And there were several times when I actually tried and I had my guest uh, online, and somehow we were disconnected, so I just gave up. But I'm back here in beautiful, sunny Florida, and I tell you, it's so great to be here. And I speak to people in Northern Europe from time to time, and they tell me it's dark and it's cold and it's windy, but evidently not as dark and windy as up in Ohio and Michigan and so on, and Minnesota. They really have a tough time up there. So it's me, Helena, speaking to you again, and uh, Today was kind of a surprise uh, uh, input by me. Uh, last night, I um, called up radio, uh, Sedona Talk Radio and just told them I'm going to make a show. And they said, when? And I said, tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, so we had to make a few preparations and get everything in order, and it worked. So thank you, Daniel of Sedona Talk Radio, for being so helpful. I have uh, many questions that have come in from all over the place. As you know, I work with private consultations just about daily, and in one day I can talk to someone in Australia and New Zealand and in in India and in South Africa and uh, in Spain or in in the United States. So I get a lot of feelings out there what is going on in the world. So I get questions also, and I have asked people not to call me for, um, how shall I say, uh, sessions over the telephone publicly, that means on the show, because, you know, this is a very private matter, and many times I'm not quite aware of what I'm saying. Someone says, oh, what's wrong with me? And I say something, and then afterwards they tell me they were very upset what I said. Uh, but, you know, it's channeled information, and you cannot just control that. So that's why I do not want to answer, the, answer those personal questions, uh, you know, about your condition or, or your organs and so on over the telephone uh, publicly. But I do take them via email. That's very, very acceptable. And, of course, I take any kind of questions over the telephone and uh, there is someone online right here, and I should see who that is. Hello, are you there? Okay, it was someone who was online, but I evidently is just listening. So uh, I'm so happy that you're listening in since this was a surprise call and uh, for me uh, on my behalf. And I have all those questions I know you would like to know. Uh, about and uh, first, what is the difference between America and Europe? What is uh, what do you see as the difference? And you know, I don't see much of a difference. I see people. If I even do that, I see your souls when I work with you. And those who do not know about me from before, I'm a medical intuitive, so I see through your body and into your organs. And I notice one thing though that. For instance, livers. Uh, to me, organs are like personalities. They all have different personalities. And if I look at a liver in New York, it's very different from, for instance, a liver in, in Florida. And why is that so? Because liver kind of mirror the stress factors around you very much. And the difference that I see between America and Europe when I look at your organs is that Europe has a different history altogether, and that shows somehow 
in your organs because, again, organs are part of your genes. And in Europe, you have a lot of soul history. You've had a lot of problems, and you've had a lot of hunger and wars and violence. And in America, you have not had that inside of the country, although you've had it outside of the country. And, of course, in the Civil War, you had it. But it's not to that extent extent as you had in Europe uh, through the centuries. So what is the difference uh, between people? Not so much. Europeans may be a little bit more, how shall I say, serious, and uh, Americans may be more smiling. And I know when I had uh, Russian musicians over from Russia or uh, students over from Russia that I supported through my organizations, they said, why are people smiling so much? <laughs> and they asked that seriously. Why are people so happy? What are they, are they smiling about? So in America, and particularly down in the South, like in Florida, you really smile much, much, much more. You're much happier. So uh, we have uh, some differences also in the body. Uh, Americans are bigger people, which is an understatement. You see Americans much more. They, they send a different energy. Uh, two Americans in a crowd in Europe, you can notice, whereas two Europeans in a crowd in America, you don't really see them. They kind of blend in. But Americans have also tendency to walk around and eat. That's a big difference you notice right away, that Europeans don't walk around with food in their hands or with drinks in their hands. Europeans sit down. And in my newsletter, if you would like it, just let me know. I said this year, well, you know, one thing you should start to do as from now, sit down when you are eating or sit down when you're drinking. You'll be very grateful later on because it does make a difference how your body is receiving and digesting that food. So otherwise, people are people. And I notice that very much when I talk to you over the telephone in different parts of the world. You are a people. You all have the same love. You love your children. You love your spouses. You love your house. And uh, then you all have the same fear. You know, we love and fear the same way all over the world. That is not very much different. So... Uh, uh, and again, oh yes, I must say in Sweden, for instance, I noticed pancreases are more affected than in other countries. And what does that mean? Well, pancreas is the, uh, again, mirror of how your um, uh, di- metabolic system is working. So if you have a tendency to become diabetic, I can see that in your pancreas. And I see that a lot in Sweden. I wonder if it's genetic or so, or is it because Swedes eat a lot of sugar? They're getting much, much better now, much better than before. But I haven't seen that anywhere else in the world, I think, with these candy stores in, that you have in Sweden. Everywhere you have them at railway stations and bus stations, anywhere in the city, and there are... You know, you have buckets with with candy, and you come there with a ladle and just load up the bag with that uh, sweet stuff. And I don't see them eating it in the street, but they must be eating it at home, and a lot of it, too. So maybe that has to do with that your practices are not so good in Sweden. And also that has something to do with that you, uh, you have anxiety much more when I see that your pancreas, it doesn't look too good. Remember, I'm not a medical uh, doctor. I'm a medical intuitive, which makes it a little bit different. So I'm not scientific, but I see what I see what I see. So um, that is the foundation for my work. Uh, Again, uh, I could go on this subject a lot, but um, I have another question. What are the biggest, what do you consider to be the biggest keywords for problems in the world. What is your impression of that? And I would say uh, ignorance. 
is something that is the worst enemy in this world that we do not understand and we are not trying to understand. We do not communicate properly. We do not want to communicate. And that's what we have to do to preserve our world peace. We have to communicate between the countries, between the races, between the traditions, the cultures, the religions. Uh, it's extremely, extremely important that you have that. And that we also might not fall uh, victim to impatience. We have to show patience. I think in Europe you've had this through the ages because of wartime and how you had to restore the countries again. And people did that patiently. And one thing I noticed when I came back to America this time was that people were so impatient that they started to complain about the new administration. They complained about our present president. and said, oh, he's not doing anything. We're not getting anywhere. And I thought, take your time. Wait a little bit. You know, he stepped into a, a terrible, terrible mess. He didn't create this mess that we have. He inherited it. And it takes time. So I think we should all help out and do something about this. And that was also the next question here um, that they say you were talking about President Obama in earlier programs. What do you say now? <laughs> and uh, that's what I'm saying. Patience, patience. No patience could be very dangerous for our country, for, for our democracy, for our togetherness, for our attitudes. Let's have patience. And, you know, uh, I recall one of our earlier programs with uh, numerologist Christine Delore, and we talked about life cycles and talked a lot about Obama. And she said uh, all kinds of wonderful things that he had the possibility of doing. You know, when you look at somebody's numbers, it's not a prediction what's going to happen. It is uh, your talent, it's the possibility you have ahead of you that we can see. So basically, everyone out there, I feel good about America. I really do. I feel good about America. Because, first of all, I love America. As you hear, I wasn't born in this country, but I'm American. I am American. And um, I feel good about the country. And I talk to many people out there, too. And they also feel good about the country. We just have to show some patience, like you have to do in your own world and your own life a little bit. You have to have patience. So may I just say a couple of words here about myself and my programs. I um, am very busy giving workshops. And this is what I've been doing in Europe, and lectures and private consultations. And I do the same here. I'm very busy right now with uh, doing just that. And uh, I'm going to Palm Beach for a couple of days now, and I'm going to give private consultations. And uh, someone asked me also, when are you going to be back in Palm Beach? And as I said, I will be there now for a couple of days. And then in February, January and February, I will give one-day workshops also in Palm Beach. And someone also asked, when are you coming to New York? And I'll be there in the, in the winter season. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'll be there. I love New York, even when it's cold. So I'm on my way. And for Christmas or for the holiday season, if you're thinking about presents for someone, I have two wonderful books. Who am I and where am I going? makes a fantastic, instead of flowers, present. present. Um, if you are going to someone's party or you need a little present, that book is great. It's, um, the people say they read it and they put it on the side of their bedside table and they look it up from time to time and they get exactly that wording or that advice that they need to have at that particular time. They say that also about my other book, Constant Awakening. That's more specialized. That is for the seeker, but it's fantastic for the seeker. It will really give you the answers to many of your questions that you haven't seen out there before. 
I mean the answers. So do get them through Amazon.com or your closest bookstore. And, of course, I have the meditation CDs, and I very much recommend the last one, which is called um, uh, what is it? Peace of Mind and Overcome Everything. It really works, I've heard. Great books, great CDs. And these meditations are not quite meditations. They're more like uh, connecting with your higher self and getting to that source within you that knows all and sees all. And that is what we are connecting with. And I have another question here from Rachel in New York. I wake up at night and feel depressed and only want to cry. It takes hours for me to fall asleep again. And you know, Rachel, this could, of course, be several things. I hope you have talked to your medical doctor about it. Otherwise, I know one thing that it could be, and many of these answers I can, and many of these questions I can answer because I've gone through that myself, and I know what was wrong with me. When I had this problem, I had serious problem with my blood sugar. It was so low. I had hypoglycemia, and I would wake up at night and not necessarily be depressed, but I would have anxiety attacks. It was really very, very bad. And then in the morning, I would wake up, and I would have coffee and the Danish, and I would feel good, and then I feel low again. And it went on like this day after day, throughout the day, that I would feel low and high and low and high, and then at night it continued. It was simply that my pancreas was out of balance. Everything is out, is, has to be in balance, and when your pancreas is out of balance, you get those anxiety attacks. You know, you go to a hospital or medical doctor, they don't always know that. Well, they haven't lived through it. I have. And I went to one doctor after the other. At that time, I didn't do this particular kind of work. I went to one doctor after the other, and no one knew the answers. They even offered me things like pep up, you know, pills like Valium that I'm allergic to. I cannot take any of that stuff. And they offered me that, and I said, no, no, no. And I said, well, we don't know what it is. Just do something else with your life. <laughs> And I had no help. And then finally, I changed my diet and went over to a diet that I'm now advising everyone who has this problem to start. And it is a totally get-back-to-balance diet. You have a little bit of the red, the green, the white, yellow, and yellow, and that's all you eat. And you have little, little portions of each, and you eat it just about every other hour of the day. It's very tough, but it works and you drink water and nothing else. So um, uh, you don't, you go away from coffee and tea and wine and beer and all that other stuff and juice and no fruit, but it really puts you back into a place where you haven't been since you were born, basically. It's a wonderful diet. It really works. I don't know what the name of it is, and I didn't invent it. I found it someplace. But I'm very, very happy to share it with you all. So if you wake up and have those anxiety attacks, or if you have those anxiety attacks during the day, it could be that your pancreas is out of whack. It could also be, and that's not very known out there, that you have too much mercury in your blood. And you know when you have too much mercury in your blood, uh, you have symptoms like depression. And, and lack of energy, lack of appetite, lack of everything, actually. And you don't feel like you can move on in life. And then you have to take the test uh, with the medical doctor to see if you have too much um, mercury in your system. And if you do, do start to take uh, those pills that will fix that for you. I don't think that cilantro that many in the health food business uh, recommend would help because this is big stuff, you know, very, very heavy stuff that you have 
your uh, muscles. Uh, that mercury has gone into your system for years. And how can you get mercury in your system? Medication, vaccination, of course, uh, and then uh, uh, certain uh, foods like fish um, of various kinds, particularly like tuna, and if you eat canned food maybe, and uh, you never know. No one knows. And the fillings in your teeth, of course, that could cause it very much as well. So um, uh, that is, those are two things that could cause you to eat like this. So do something about it and get back with me, send me an email, and we'll see what we can do to help you. And then I have another one here in the email. I saw you in Palm Beach last year. I felt wonderful. When are you coming back? And I just said that, yes, tomorrow <laughs> I'll be there. But I will be there all through the season this time. Uh, can you give me some guidelines how to live well and successfully? Uh, and because nothing seems to work the way I want in my life. Oh, well, that is... Uh, uh, not easy. It could be so many uh, things you could do. And uh, I say, maybe we can do this little thing that I talk about in my seminars. And you can grab a pen and pen, you know, or pencil and a piece of paper and write it down. What, what will you do to succeed more in your life? Well, look at the history, maybe, and make a list here. What have you done this year that was your biggest accomplishment? What did you do this year that made you happy? Have you thought of that? What did you do that made you really happy? Now, what was your biggest disappointment? You see that? Now, from the disappointment, did you learn anything? Hey, look at that. Did you learn anything from that? What went wrong? Start analyze, and you don't have to do it right now. You can do that after the show. What went wrong in your life? Now try to think, what are my limitations, or what were my limitations? And now go back to what makes you really happy, what made you really happy. So now you start to get make a plan according to that, what made you happy and what didn't make you happy. And now you can start to play with that, what made you happy. Now set a goal for that. You have a goal? Start to make a goal. Because once you have a goal and shoot for the goal, that is the time when your life gets back on track again. When you don't stay on track and you get off track, that is when life is not going well and you do not find that success. So when you wake up in the morning, you have something you really would like to have in your life. Repeat that or put up a little sign in front of your bed. If you live with someone or share a bed with someone, maybe that's not so easy. But in your mind, you could just repeat to yourself, I am wishing a good life and I'm wishing for a good job where I'm happy. Only to start to say that and you now put that as your goal and then maybe when you start to Fill yourself with that particular positive affirmation. You have that positive affirmation. Start to feel that you are already happy. You already have that in your life. And then spirit will simply put you on track. I have noticed that sometimes we just simply don't know what we want. I can tell you I've been there. And I've walked around and looked up in the sky and looked for that answer. What shall I do with myself in life? I didn't know. And then suddenly those doors opened up around me. And I walked through the doors. 
And that is another thing you have to learn to do. You have to start to accept the offers. Accept the offers that are coming your way. There might be some wonderful offers out there, and you don't know it. You are so used to saying no, 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 and you have filled up your mind with all that no, 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 and you filled up your mind with, oh, nothing works in my life. That's all that's coming to you. So what I can say to you to make your life successful, be positive. Be positive. Be very positive. And I can just hear someone out there say, I'm so positive. I'm, I know all that. I've heard that before. Well, what have you done about it? You have to reprogram yourself. We have to program our minds, our thoughts, our eyes to see the world in a new light. Do you know something here about us human beings? We actually are smarter when we are small and little babies and little children. There was a professor up at Harvard. His name was Howard Gardner, I believe. And he started to make research with the team, and they found out that all children are gifted. Children have wonderful little minds. They're not little minds, they're big minds. Wonderful minds. They're so open, they're so clear. And you know it all, that all those children out there, our children, our grandchildren, are smart. They're great. They come up with ideas and they come up with questions. We would never have even found those questions and even less come up with the answers. But uh, Professor Gardner found out that everyone is a natural genius, genius, just waiting to be awakened. True. Those children are so full of genius, and we just haven't given them a chance. So I'm telling you, even now, you could go back to being that child, that genius, and just begin to find your inner magic. But you have to do it through positive thoughts. And we're going to do a little meditation in a while and find that positive genius in you that will help you out of that maybe darkness that you can be in, or that hole that you are in. Because, you know, those children, they were smart. But then we are putting them into some kind of paper education, and we are forming them according to our cookie cutter. And they have to be a certain way. We teach them how to memorize sentences and pages that we have taught them. So now through the years, you and all these children are beginning to lose your genius. You use your intuition, your creativity, your natural you. Your natural you dies. And when those kids tell us, oh, yes, you know, I see those people in my room. They're so nice to me. I talk to them. You tell them, or people tell, oh, you don't see that. You don't see that at all. So they start to block that side of themselves. But we are missing that. I know that. And that is what I am seeing with people all over the world, that if I speak to someone in Germany or New York, or in Greece, or in New Zealand. I say New Zealand because I have a lot of clients there. They all start to cry when we touch on that inner genius that they all have hidden within them. What is that inner genius within you? That is your light. That is your inner light. That inner genius was what you came with to this earth. It was God's gift to you, to use. And we are now mocking it and pushing it away, particularly you men out there. You mock that stuff, particularly we women. You know, we have it so much in us. 
I say we women use our spiritual muscles so much more than you men do. You use your physical muscle, your intellectual, your logical, I should say, your logical muscle. We are not. We are using our wonderful, intuitive, and creative muscle. But you laugh at it. It's not considered as good enough. But, you know, this is what has created everything out in the world, that intuition, that creative muscle. And I so often talk about that scientist who came to me. He was an inventor. He was a famous one. He's made some fantastic things in the world. And I said to him, maybe you will not think this is good enough. I only work intuitively. And he just laughed and said, ah, you know, intuition has put me on the map. Only intuition gave me my inventions, my formulas. It was not logic. It was intuition, creativity that put me there. So, of course, I know what you're doing. So I think that is wonderful, and I think we should remember that. We have that source of genius within you. And you should begin to get in touch with that through your intention. And what is that? Well, you just have that wish and desire. And now decide this very moment that you are going to get in touch with your inner genius. And I'm actually going to create a new meditation CD now next week, by the way. And it's going to be about getting to know your inner genius. So be with me now and begin to relax and relax more and more and more and more and feel so relaxed now. Your whole body is relaxed and you close your eyes. Yes. The computer is on. You can close your eyes and begin to feel that you have within you a source that knows all and sees all. And that source within you, that is your higher self. That is the light within you. And you take a deep breath now. You love that light within you. How you do love that light within you. You smile. And you feel so relaxed now. So relaxed. And should a thought enter your mind, a thought that does not belong to this very moment, you just throw it out and replace that thought with white, with peace, with love. How you are so relaxed, so relaxed, so very, very relaxed now. And you breathe in and out. And when you breathe in, you breathe in beautiful, heavenly light. And it throws out all that darkness that may have been within you. Those blockages that we do not want anymore. You throw that out right now. You feel at peace now. At peace. At peace. So at ease, so at ease, and yes, within you, there is a place that knows all, and hears all, and sees all, and that is your higher wisdom. It's been there all along, and you may not have used as much as you could have used. But it hasn't gone away. It's there with you right now. It's your very, very best friend. 
Yes, it's your very, very best friend. It shines within you. And I'm connecting you with that light right now. I'm stretching my hand towards you. And you receive that connection to that higher light within you. You are so relaxed now. So very, very relaxed. You love you. Yes. From now on, you're going to make a plan. You're going to follow that plan. And that plan leads you to your goal to your highest good. Yes, it will lead you to your highest good. You are so happy now, so absolutely at peace and delighted that you have found the formula for success in your life. Yes, you have found the formula to success in your life. You are so at ease. And suddenly, it's like the whole sky above you is opening up and is sending you a ray of white light. And you are receiving this white light from above. You are receiving this wonderful energy of the universe. And you are now one with the whole universe. You smile. You are at ease. You are so relaxed. And should you have a place in your body that is out of balance, send light. Send light to that place within your body where you feel you need extra energy. And you begin to say yes. Yes to life. Yes to the light. And accept that the light, the white light, is part of your life. Right now and forever and ever, and that you are now reconnecting you to the universe because you came from the big light and you are now together in oneness, you and the light. And now you make a few wishes of what you really would like to see in your life. And you take a deep breath. And you now accept that you have received that what you so much are wishing for. So you are happy. And now you send your very best energy to those in the world that would need that energy also in their lives. And now you see how they receive your energy that is so positive. And once you give, you know more is coming of what you have given. So when you give a positive light and love to the world, more of that positive love and light is coming to you. That's the way it works. So make sure that you're only, only sending positive energy out there to the world. And now you send that beautiful love and light to countries in the world where they need that love and light. Send it right now unconditionally. Send it more and more and more to those places and countries in the world where the leadership and the people 
need that loving light. It's so important that we do this, that we change the energies that have been moving around in those countries. Because if we have those energy spots in the world and they energize that source of darkness, it is not going to be good for us. So now we simply send that light to those places of darkness. And we are sending more and more of those places of light to the places of darkness. And we are now completely transforming the energies in the world. And you do it out of your heart. Do you know you have to do everything out of your heart? Love yourself. Yes, love yourself and begin to feel secure where you are. And now you smile to yourself and you tell yourself, I am safe and secure. I am safe and secure. I am safe and secure. I am safe and secure because I'm now connected with the light. Yes, I am in the light. I am safe. I'm so safe and so secure. I love that light within me and sending more and more to all and everyone in the world. And you now take a deep breath and you begin to come back to here and now. You feel energized and you can listen to this particular recording again and again. And begin to fill your mind with this beautiful white light and know that you are, in fact, a child of the light. This is Helena Steiner Hornstein speaking to you from Miami. And I love you now to be in touch with that higher self coming to you from above like in the form of light. And it's now rotating within you, in your chest area. So it is now. And you open your eyes clearly and properly. And you're back to here and now. So now you have found that genius in you. And you're going back to being the one you truly were meant to be. So... Yes, do you have any more questions for me? I say here, and I'm looking at my list that I printed out from the computer, and I'm going to see if I have... Uh, uh, somebody says, why does my car always break down? I have a new car, and it doesn't seem to be good enough. And, you know, do I have a program for you? I believe my next show is going to be... Exactly about that. Why do certain people's cars break down all the time, although they're new cars? And why do other people's cars not break down, even if they have old cars? That is a good question, and there is a very good spiritual reason for that. We have that, and I have an expert in that field who has promised to come to be here a guest on my show and I'm going to see to it that she is going to be back with me later this month. So um, that was one question and um, we talked about the guidelines and yes, make a list, follow that list. And I have more guidelines for you also that uh, you have to have understanding for life, for other people. For life, and you have to enjoy life. Write that down. And that understanding you can have only if you communicate with that light within you, with that higher self. 
with that God flame within you, understanding, communication. So when you do so, you are putting yourself on the right frequency. So you have to be on the right frequency for your surrounding. Now, sometimes your surrounding is not on your frequency. It could be that your surrounding very likely is negatively conditioned or programmed. So then you have to just know that you are on a different programming and you have to just put yourself on that shelf or higher consciousness and find company in meditation or simply look for people who are on your level. So again, communication with your right energy level. Then again, another guideline is to be free of fear. And that's what we teach a lot in my, uh, uh, in my uh, classes, that how do you program yourself and is there a formula to get rid of fear? Yes, there is too. But you can just begin to observe and put what I also gave in my class, a rubber band around your wrist. And when you notice you're getting fearful or negative too quickly, touch that that uh, rubber band and it will hurt you. And you will in the end begin to see that it's not a good idea to, to be negative because you keep on using that rubber band and hitting it against the skin. So uh, that is one of the tricks that you can So, um, and uh, do not set limits, you know, how far you can go. Be limitless in your ideas. So while, you know, yes, you want to have more money, put lots of money in that. Don't only put, like, little money. No, lots of money. Millions and millions. Put yourself up there on top. That's another. Don't hesitate to reach the top. What is that? Well, you know, so many people out there are afraid of success. They are afraid of success. Are you the one of them? You know, we are so often afraid of success. To be successful means also a certain kind of responsibility. You haven't thought about that, have you? To be successful, you also need to have responsibility in that field. If you get a lot of money, you have to be responsible how you spend it. Isn't that the truth? That people who win millions and millions in the lottery that two years later, all those millions are gone. You have to learn responsibility in that field where you are seeking success. Now, one thing I have noticed at all times with people everywhere, it's insecurity. People are not secure. How can you be successful and be insecure. Yes, unfortunately, many successful people in one particular field are insecure. I know so many movie stars are big stars, but privately they are insecure. Why is that so? Because they have lost they have lost the connection with their inner self, with their shining light they have lost or they never try to connect with their light or they forgot their light in the process. And I know that when you're getting to be more successful and you have to look at numbers of all kinds, you forget your best friend, meaning the white light, that God flame that resides within you. So please do Connect with that light within you and begin to feel secure and have self-confidence. Once you have that connection, it's amazing how confident 
you feel about your life and how your consciousness is changing. You know, one thing out there is that we we believe that we can change the world just through changing a few things. But that's not the way it works. No, we have to change our consciousness. Then automatically you will understand what to do with with the world and with your life and with your surroundings. But you cannot change your consciousness unless you have found your connection with the light. That's what it is. So um, we have more questions. See here. Um, I see here I have someone. I, I get to be like Jaylen who looks at all those um, good quotes from newspapers and how he goes through one after the other and some he takes and others he doesn't take. And here is one question which is from Lynn in Miami Beach. And she says, can I really trust my intuition? How good is it? Good question. Can I really trust my intuition? Well, there there is intuition and there is intuition. You know, of course, intuition is God speaking to you. And the highest form of intuition is when you just let go and let God. Now, let's say you're driving a car, and suddenly you just have that urge, without thinking why, to stop the car. So you stop the car. And the next next moment, there is a big collision right ahead of you. And if you hadn't stopped the car, you would have been involved badly in that car accident. So that is intuition, and that's an intuition you can trust. But when you sit there and you want to win in the lotto, and you sit there and play with the numbers, do I feel better for the seven, or maybe seven is good? Oh, no, I feel that feels much better to put the 11 on. It's a magical number. And you go like this, and you believe that you play with your intuition. You don't, really. And that doesn't really work. So there is intuition and intuition. But that gut thing when you just go without knowing, that is the intuition you should trust. And I know people say that when you have exams and you don't really know the answers and you have all those multiple questions, you know, A, B, C, and you cross the one that's right, if you just go with your guts, you will have the right answers. (laughs) And don't change it afterwards when you start to look at the questions again with your intellect because it does not quite work as well. And here is another question from Emily, who is a grandmother in New Jersey. And she says, I notice my grandkids are so smart. Are kids getting smarter in this day and age? Yes and no. I just talked about right now that kids are very smart from the beginning. And, you know, when they are four, five, six, they are really smart, smart, smart. Then they get into school and they're being programmed. And their smartness goes down to by the age of 20, their wisdom is gone. I have seen that being a mother and grandmother. I've seen that myself in my own family. God, those kids are so smart when they're small and they have all that wisdom and they come up with all those fabulous questions. And then they become teenagers and what happened to that, those smart little kids? They're not smart at all anymore. (laughs) And then there are grown-ups, and those smarts have gone away. But on the other hand, yes, right now we have many more old souls coming to the world. And I feel it's because we need those old souls and the wisdom of the old souls. And because, although I feel positive about what's ahead of us, we are on this planet, I believe, going to head into more difficult times when we need more wisdom and we have to get away from solving our problems with wars because of the climate change. And I've been very involved in the climate change movement and see what is happening. And we know 
what is happening, but we don't really care because it's not happening on our doorstep. And there are whole areas in Asia and Africa that are completely gone because the water is gone. The animals are lying there dying and the people are dying and the people are digging deep, deep, deep down in the ground to find water and to find something, but it's not healthy to drink because it's all muddy and so on. So, yes, things are happening in the world, but I feel those souls are coming here for a purpose, and uh, that purpose is that we need their help uh, on this planet. So that's why we have the crystal babies and the uh, and the indigo children and so on coming in, and they are there. They are smart. They have wisdom. They have intuition. They have psychic abilities that we are not uh, that we haven't seen before in the generations before, earlier in the 1900s and so on. So um, they, it, it's it, they're there. They're getting smarter. Yes, but those kids now coming in because they are on a higher frequency. They vibrate on a higher psychic frequency. They are more apt to allergies uh, and uh, these conditions than what other generations have gone through, and also more sensitive to foods. So we have to start to think about that. We have to go into more natural, organic food than what we did before. We really have to to, to go away from the... uh, manufactured animal with all those drugs in them and be more natural in our approach. So, um, yes, we are coming to an, our end, uh, to an end now, and I will want to, to finish here. And uh, we can go on on the subject. I will have guests today. I didn't, um, since I came so late and I decided on the last night to have this show today, I hadn't planned for a guest, but we will have some guests coming up. And please look for me again. Come and see me. My website is www, so you'll get time to, to write it down, <laughs> speakingtoyourheart.com, speakingtoyourheart.com. I also have bodysoulconnection.com, bodysoulconnection.com, and I have Faith, F-A-I-T-H, hyphen, that is a dash in America. Faith, F-A-I-T-H, dash healing.com. So get in touch with me. I'm going to be here, and if you would like to have those private consultations, you will have them just through connecting with me. And it doesn't matter if you are in China. I've never had anyone in China yet, but in Asia I have several uh, clients, or in Australia, or in Europe, of course, and Latin America, and, of course, in wonderful United States. If you are here, I am ready for you. And it works so well over the telephone because I speak right in your ears. You know, you cannot get away. (laughs) You're right there with me, and I see you just as well. So with my best holiday wishes for all of you all over the world, please come back next week or the week after, rather, and we will meet again. Thank you so very much. And I will play a tune here that I had in my archives, and it's by... Uh, at Benitez and it's called They Cry. So thank you very much. And I don't know, yes, They Cry is the title of that by Eddie Benitez and I'm going to play now that now as the ending of this show. Thank you so very much. Goodbye. Oh, it doesn't show. It doesn't want to come up. Okay. So you would just have me then wishing you a happy journey (laughs) for the rest of the day. Goodbye.